Welcome to the Career Changes podcast, where we believe that it's never too late to redefine your path, rewrite your story, and reignite your passion for what you do. Are you ready for a career-changing adventure? Before we dive into these inspiring stories, we need your support. Hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and join our community of dream chasers. And then, be ready to find your inspiration. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of The Career Changers. Our guest today is Chantal Dempsey, Mindset Coach. After 15 years as a criminal profiler and a few years creating a home improvement company, she completely changed her life in her 40s and retrained to pursue her true vocation to become a life coach and a hypnotherapist. This was the time to follow her calling. Today, we are going to talk about her career change and how healing your inner child can lead you to turn your life around. Hi, Chantal. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Elisa. I really appreciate it. So I'm really looking forward to have this conversation about how to heal our inner child. It's quite a big topic that is everywhere out there. Um, but first of all, I would like to discover more about you and start with your background. So how did you start your professional life or better, what was your first job? So my first job, uh, obviously, I had loads of little jobs uh, for beer money at university uh, and, you know, and, and before that. But uh, my first main job was actually uh, as, a, as a, um, a criminal analyst for the what is now the NCA, the National Crime Agency. Oh, wow. So was that your dream job when you were a child or did you have different ambitions? I, you know what, I wanted to be a psychologist uh, uh, when I was, and, and I, I, I've always had this appeal to the human mind and psychology and how it works. And I remember reading Freud, Sigmund Freud's book, uh, books on, on dreams at like age 12. Um, so no, I, I kind of really fell into the, the first career Um just by chance. Oh, I really identify with that. I discovered Sigmund Freud very early in life as well. Really? Oh, really? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I had this passion for psychology. There was a, at the time, it was not even a, a thing like now. Yes. Quite rare. Yeah. So uh, what did you study then? What is your educational background? So I studied law. Um, yeah, I know it sounds all a bit eclectic. Uh, I, yeah, I studied law um, and um, I kind of, not because I really wanted to, I guess, because uh, it was the the, the uh, parenting pressure and all these kind of things. So I just uh, studied law and um, and then I did a, a master's as well, a postgraduate in uh, international law. And um, but then I'd never be, ended up becoming a lawyer, becoming a lawyer. I, uh, I I kind of fell into that career in law enforcement instead. I mean, I guess it's related, but mm. but different at the same time. So going back to that first job, how did you progress your career? And uh, when did you arrive to the point where you were not happy anymore? Hmm. That's a great question, uh, Elisa. Thank you. Yeah, I um, so I started as a, an intelligence analyst, a criminal analyst, and uh, I moved up the ranks to become a team leader and a manager. And, and, and the great thing about law enforcement, and in particular, the National Crime Agency and its precursors, it wasn't always called the NCA, there's a lot of different opportunities doing a lot of very diverse jobs and um, 
So I did a lot of very different things, which I loved. And I, for, I'd say for 10 years, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, the people are amazing. The job was excellent. Um, and then slowly but surely, like a lot of vocational jobs and a lot of public sector jobs, it became very red tape. There was a lot of uh, bureaucracy and then you just couldn't do the job and you ended up particularly in this kind of environment where you had things that really mattered, people that needed to be protected and you couldn't do it because you had to wait for some signature or some rule of that was made up by some bureaucrats and so it became more and more frustrating and and um, to summarize I ended up getting um, having enough me and, and a lot of my colleagues and, and ended up uh, leaving. Mm. So we can say that frustration was be- behind the, your reason to want it yes. to make a career change. Yes. So how and when uh, did you start thinking about becoming a mindset coach? I, like we were saying, Elisa, I was always very attracted to uh, psychology. I, um, whilst I was in the in law enforcement, I also uh, always continued uh, reading and, and 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 training because I I, I did a lot of. Um, uh, criminal profiling so a lot to do a lot had to do with psychology as well and um and, and personally I always had this um irresistible urge to help and um and and a lot of people would always say to me you know started saying to me when the life coach became a thing you should be you should be a life coach you know always people always used to come to me for advice and and uh, and it started to become a bit of a thing um and i started to realize that this really was my calling uh so well, sorry did i answer your question i, I can't yeah remember. yeah <laughs> yeah was how did you become yes a mindset coach yeah so um so now let's talk about uh, the main topic of, of, of these conversations that we want to talk about healing your inner child. I think sometimes when uh, uh, when you are too involved with psychology, it's easy to sort of give for granted everyone knows what you're knowing. So I thought uh, to go back a little bit to the basics and mm-hmm. start uh, with uh, defining what is actually our inner child. Brilliant. Um, so th- there's actually two aspects to your inner child um your inner child is you know in, in to, to answer the question uh, first and foremost is the the child within you so you as a child who remains within you and there are two aspects to that inner child there's one aspect which is the joyful part of you the part of you that many of us forget as an adult and you wouldn't believe the amount of people Eliza who I say what do you love doing what do you love doing what makes you happy and they cannot answer the question because you just end up forgetting you get into the work and things and kids and whatever it is and then you you forget what makes you happy so there's that aspect of your inner child which is important to reconnect with on that creative aspect that joyful aspect but to what this really could this conversation and the, the healing part of it is about is the wounded inner child that you have inside of you and and that comes up uh when it's triggered yeah that's really fascinating mm. so uh, well part of your work i guess is to support people to heal their inner child so yes. uh, what are the ways um that we can heal uh, that part of us so the, the the first thing to do is to acknowledge that you there is such a thing as your inner child, and I know it's a it can be a bit of a weird concept because you don't physically have a child living inside of you, 
but it's uh, acknowledging that um, sometimes, and we, we would all have that, uh, unless you had the, the absolute perfect childhood, which I can't imagine anybody having. I haven't met anyone that, that had anyway, but uh, everyone, no matter how, how happy you were or you had, uh, childhood you had, you, you always have some elements that, um, so some sort of we, weeds that are there that that got planted that haven't been removed and and that create triggers today so we would all have situations where something happens and it triggers something in us that uh and as a result we have a, a reaction that is disproportionate to the experience that we're having or the situation that is happening so effectively to put it simply where we overreact uh and that is because we get that that inner child is triggered and the wounded inner child that is still wounded um isn't 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 well so every time a situation happens to trigger that wound it's a bit like every time it adds salt to the wound and, and it never heals mm. so why is it important uh, to focus on healing our inner child before being able to turn our lives around because sometimes uh, um the external world may try to distract us more on on the outside of us and say maybe if you if you do this or that uh, you're gonna be happier. But sometimes we just need to go inside instead. Yes, absolutely. I, I again I love that question, uh, Eliza. It's the reason is uh, there's there's one really simple reason, and and then I could talk about it for hours, which I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason lovely. is. <laughs> the the reason is that happiness and confidence and self esteem and all of these things um, come from the inside. It comes from you, and you and only you can access that. No one else ever. Nothing else ever. So the like you were saying, you know, sometimes we, we wait on something or, or something to happen or somebody to to make us better or happier or this doesn't work you cannot ever rely on somebody else for your own happiness you cannot rely on on a job or on going on holiday or you can't rely on things that we can be removed from you taken away from you in, in self-esteem which is the building block of everything is uh is is what needs to be worked on for us to find the peace that we want the confidence that we want the happiness that we want that is the only way um just put it simply. Mm. So, um, well, one of the most important aspects of our lives are our, our relationships. So how does healing the inner child contribute to have better relationship with uh, oneself, with ourselves and the others as well? Because if you go and, and to give the example of a, a relationship like a partnership and in fact any any relationship or any partnership when uh, two people get together um having a lot of baggage and triggers uh they will be they will keep on triggering each other and 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 then what can happen that is a very that is not a healthy way is that they rely on each other for happiness um and and whereas if you do the work on yourself first and you remove the triggers, or at least you understand the triggers, and you 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 commit to personal development, you commit to personal responsibility, which is a great one, then when you go into a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or, or any, any type of relationship, then you can really understand each other a lot better and, and not get triggered, or at least understand the triggers and be able to, to remedy the, 
the, the situation. Mm. So for those that, that are just beginning their inner child healing journey, what advice would you offer? So the first thing to, to understand that there is an inner child and connect with that inner child. And, and I would say, I would go back to what, what I was saying uh, at the beginning, uh, Eliza, where, where you have that those two uh, aspects of the inner child. So the joyful aspect, the creative aspect, and the, the one that needs healing. So I would connect with uh, both. I would connect with, I would almost journal or, or write down the triggers. Um, so notice what triggers you. When, when do you, uh, again, to put it simply, overreact? When do you react to situations in ways that are disproportional to what they actually are? And write it down and then maybe go back in, 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 in time and space almost. And there's obviously therapies and things that you can put in place to do that in a more um, uh, focused way. But what is it that, where can that come from? And again, understanding it is a lot of, uh, is a lot of, it's a great basis for starting to work on it, remedy it. Uh, and I would also tap into the joyful child. The, the, the... I, was, I was going to ask you because yeah. <laughs> it made me really curious. Yes, yes, because, you know, it, it, it is so simple, but 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 we we don't do it. We tend to not do it. What makes you happy? When are you? When what energizes you? What makes you happy? When are you at your most creative? And and almost you know, for those who have children, look at watch your children and see how simply they can be joyful and reconnect with that. You know, creativity is always a good one. What are you good at? What do you love doing? Then do more of it. Mm. So are there any resources, books or tools you recommend for further exploration? Yes, there's, um, well, there's, 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 yeah, there's quite a lot of books on, uh, on inner child, uh, healing your inner child, which is the, the, probably the one that you'd, you'd want to, to get. Um, I can't think of uh, uh, one in particular, but there's loads and loads of reviews. Uh, there, there, are, there are a lot of ones that are really excellent. There are um, there is a very simple uh, technique that that you can use, which is called the Gestalt uh, ch chair technique, where you imagine yourself uh, sat on a chair with in front of you, sat on a chair facing you. You're in a child, the child version of you, and um, and and have like a little session whereby you first start a dialogue and and talk to each other. Uh, almost as if you, you know, one other option is to imagine that you travel back in time and, and talk to your the, the child version of you. And then um, be the adult that you would have liked to have as a child, particularly if there's any situations of traumas or, or, or difficult situations. Um, and then uh, comfort and protect that child. So that's one thing that can be done really simply. Another thing can be uh, writing a letter to your inner child um and 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 you know talk about whatever comes up uh and uh it can be things like uh this is what i've done so you can explain almost write an informative letter but also talking about how you feel uh it can be a letter of um maybe forgiveness for things that you you've done or you know anything that needs to be addressed that can go that's very therapeutic to do that um, I mean, I do programs, of course, coaching a healing year in the child. And there is a technique that um, it, it's called timeline therapy, which is which is a uh, which is done either under mild hypnosis or under NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. And you do go back, take a journey with your mind in 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 time and space to revisit 
events that have significantly contributed to the issue you have today. So let's say your issue is anxiety, for example. Um, we would revisit maybe three or four significant events. And then you as the adult that you are today traveling in, in time and space. I know it sounds a little bit strange, but but it's very, sounds very... perfectly fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then you... You, you heal that child, you talk to the child, you comfort the child, and you heal that child. It's a very beautiful uh, therapy. And and then what that does is that it closes the wound. So it stops today being triggered over and over and over. Mm. Um, there's a lot, a lot to do. So do you think is this is an ongoing process or um, is it possible, you say now, is it possible to close the wound? Is that related to a specific event and a specific trigger or healing how our inner child is an ongoing lifetime project? I think it depends what your experience is and what your background and how deep-rooted the, 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 the trauma is. Uh, if there is trauma, uh, how it, it depends. Uh, so I don't think one answer can fit everybody. Uh, I do think, though, that, I mean, I have, uh, you know, in the, the programs I do, for example, uh, there tend to be six-week programs, and um, a lot of people after six weeks would be, the issues would be resolved. Uh, they would be resolved, but then they would have a set, like a toolbox of tools and techniques that they then know how to apply. So uh, to, to, in other terms, uh, when they get, even when they get triggered, which would already happen less, but even when they get triggered, they know how to respond. They know what's happening. They understand it. They know where it comes from. They know how to address it and they can resolve it very, very uh, easily. So with a lot more emotional resilience, um, some, sometimes it can take a lot longer. So you would have the same process. So the process is very similar. Uh, the, the therapies and the techniques are very similar because, because we all kind of work in many very similar ways, uh, particularly when it comes to inner child and trauma and things like that. Um, but uh, for, for some people, if it's very deep-rooted, then it, it will take longer and it will take more effort. Um, but it, but it's absolutely 100% possible for everyone to uh, to overcome any, any issues that stem from childhood. It's absolutely possible. Again, many people don't know that, but it's absolutely possible to overcome anxiety completely. And it's absolutely possible to have a very strong self-belief. All these things are possible. And we all have the resources inside of us to do it. It's just that a lot of people don't know how. Mm. And in your experience, what are uh, the biggest challenges someone may face when they initially um, start to understand this concept of healing child and, and healing the inner child? So I guess... Um, uh, Probably the main challenge is your, your thoughts, is taking control of your thoughts. Uh, again, that can be done, absolutely. Um, but I think it's that uh, disrupting a habit, because effectively the way the, the program has been running, uh, let's say the program of anxiety or whichever program comes from a wounded inner child uh, or the lack of self-belief or the self-doubt or anything like that, um that that uh, that that does come from somewhere so uh it, it's about um stopping that habit so a program is is something that runs a habit so you you get the habit of for example thinking negatively or or or, or shaming yourself or anything like that then it's about so you'll have the tools and the and the know-how 
but it's about doing it and it's about kind of uh, actually uh, changing the habit, which can be hard. Uh, that probably would be one of the main challenges I see people face. Um, so we often forget uh, how each of us with our choices can have a positive impact in the world. How do you feel you're making the world a better place? <laughs> um, I, you know what, uh, Eliza, I think we all make the world a better place with uh, very small things, just uh, even smiling at somebody. Uh, and 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 we probably don't even realize. Um, I think to to answer your question, uh, um, I think my superpower, if you like, is to empower people, and uh, and I love doing that. And and I think you know, and I think I'm good at it. I don't mean to sound, uh, but but I think I think that's my way of making the world a better place. I I, I am I, I like to show people that they can do it you know, because they can and everybody can do it. It's just about having the, the self-belief and the confidence to do it. Um, so that would be that would be my answer. Mm. So many times uh, starting a healing process is because we are unhappy with our circumstances as we our life. And so it's just the beginning of a journey that leads us to turn our life around. So in your experience, what advice would you give to anyone looking to change their life? Well, so this uh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> and and I think because, because you see it, right? You have people who are stuck in, in a career or in a relationship or, or in, in somewhere for, for years and years and years and years. And then one day something changes and there is like this breakthrough of enough no more this I don't want this anymore I'm going to change my life now and and there's that little spark that changes everything and and I'd love to uh find a way to recreate that so that you could give that to everyone you know who, who needs it but I think um what, what the the turning point is motivation there is, I think, and I think that is what the turning point is. It's the motivation. Suddenly something happens that you get really motivated to get up here. So you might be down here. You might be, you might feel like you're stuck. You might feel like you're in a box. You might feel like your life is passing you by and, and, and all of these things. And then suddenly you, you find the motivation to, to do all the things that you need to do to change it because it's never easy, of course, but I think it's motivation. That is what will sustain the, the momentum and the spark and and that will give you the drive to take the action that you need to take. Mm. So before uh, we reach the end of this episode uh, with our last question, uh, how and um, uh, where anyone can reach out to you if they would like to get in touch? Yeah, uh, great. So um, my website, chantaldempsey.com and um and all the details of uh everything i can help with is in there um there is a, a lot of inner child uh in there but you know i do i mean i i i am a mindset coach i work on mindset a lot because when you shift your mindset then everything changes um but you know you can also call a life coach or, or all of these things i do my my specialties are working with uh confidence and self esteem and anxiety because they go together a lot because self-belief and self-esteem is, is the building block if you, if that is very very strong then you wouldn't have anxiety um i mean you would have anxiety like everybody does like if you if you if you're about to give us you know uh, i don't know a presentation you'd have that kind of small 
uh, but you wouldn't have any chronic anxiety. You wouldn't have because because you believe in yourself. You know that you have the resilience to deal with anything, whatever happens. Uh, so you you you're ready to face the uncertain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, chantaldemsey.com. Well, that sounds great. Something that every one of, uh, of us, I uh, think, uh, would like to achieve uh, to reach that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so now the last question that we ask to all of our guests, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Uh, I would say, um, I would say uh, happiness and confidence comes from the inside. Uh, don't rely on, uh, don't wait on a job, don't wait on something to happen, don't wait on a person, don't wait on any of that. Get it yourself. Uh, uh, that's what I would say. Well, thank you, Chantal, so much for joining us today and sharing your inspirational career change story and wisdom with our listeners. Thank you so much, Elise. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you. And the last message for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of The Career Changes. Thank you.